0: So Eleanor, something really weird happened today. Is that not something I say every single day though? I was gonna say, it's a typical
1: Tuesday.
0: <laughs> Do tell what is today's iteration. So I was watching some Pokemon clips and just scrolling through YouTube, watching my little Pokemon clips. And I thought it was kind of weird that Pikachu didn't have that little black tip on his tail. You know, Pikachu, little yellow mousy guy, red cheeks, black stripes on his tail, right? Pikachu definitely has black on his tail, for sure. He definitely has black on his tail, but this is where it gets weird. I decided to look at other clips and pictures of Pikachu because in these clips, he had no black on his tail and none of them have stripes. Pikachu has never had a stripe on his tail. I actually don't believe this. (laughs) I don't believe it either. Upon a little Google deep dive, by which I mean I went through one full page of Google images, I deduced that Pikachu has never had stripes on his tail. And this is actually considered an example of the Mandela Effect. We've never really had a Mandela Effect episode, so I thought that today we could talk all about it.
1: I am so down for a Mandelinor episode. I think it's a great idea. As always, I am a true believer in all things spooky, and especially today, because obviously I believe in the Mandela Effect.
0: Wait, are you reading my lines? What do you mean? I'm the true believer and you're the stubborn skeptic. <laughs> what? Since when? Uh,
1: since always? I don't know, Lo. Maybe this is just another example of the Mandela Effect.
0: Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm Loie, your local neighborhood true believer, somebody who just always believes in everything spooky and scary, and that's never changed even once.
1: And I am Eleanor, your other friendly neighborhood true believer. I've never doubted ghosts today in my life. Okay, this is going to get really confusing.
0: Uh, together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet.
1: We might find the answers we're looking for, we might scare ourselves into staying up all night, but one thing is for sure, we're glad to have you guys along for the ride.
0: Especially today, I feel like we talk about Mandela effects from time to time, and ones that like we remember, or ones that are floating the internet that we're not so sure of, or might be a case of false memory right by the web. But we've never really dove into the
1: origins of the Mandela effect. No, because it's mainstream and it's viral. So I feel yeah. like we just thought everybody knows the Mandela effect, but its origins are crazy and there are also some insane explanations for why it happens.
2: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Is that a tub in the kitchen? There's no field manual for finding the right home. But when you do, USAA Homeowners Insurance can help protect it the right way. Restrictions apply.
1: We should also probably talk about what the Mandela Effect is. I said it's mainstream, but listen. (laughs) If you live under a rock, no judgment, no tea, no shade. The Mandela Effect was created in 2009 by paranormal researcher Fiona Broom. And she reported having vivid and detailed memories of news coverage of South African leader Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. If you ever took a history course, Mm -hmm. um, you would know that that's not the case. But she found that... As she was telling people about this memory, lots of other people remembered this, too. Even going so far as to remember a speech that his widow gave at his funeral, people remembered specific details. There was obviously one problem. Nelson Mandela did not die in the 1980s. He was the South African president from 1994 to 1999, mm. very much alive, did not pass away until 2013. But Broom reported that, quote, perhaps thousands of other people had had a similar memory of Mandela's death. And she speculated that the phenomenon could be evidence of parallel
0: realities. Do you have any sort of like experience with this particular case? Because I remember learning in history class about nelson mandela dying in prison what yes this is what freaks me out so much because i remember learning that he died in prison and this is what like threw me for a loop because when i first heard like when he died in 2013 i was like oh he's been dead Like he died many decades ago. Oh, my gosh. You are a Mandela effect victim. I am a parallel reality jumper.
1: I knew that Nelson Mandela went to prison, learned about that. And then I took a class on South Africa in college. And that's when I became like very familiar with Nelson Mandela. Mm. But I had no memory of him dying in prison. So this has always
0: actually come across very strange to me. This is insane. Now, this term really took off in 2012 when a Reddit post went viral discussing the Mandela Effect as it related to the book series, The Berenstein Bears. Now, I say Berenstein, but it's technically spelled Berenstein with an A and not Berenstein with an E. Thousands of posters across the internet quickly doubled down on their assertion that it had to be Berenstein with an E. Everybody remembered it. I had a Game Boy Advance game of the Berenstein Bears. I read every single one of those books. I remember that What e. was the
1: play style? What was the gameplay loop in the Berenstein Bears?
0: I think that you played, <laughs> like... <laughs> Who was the villain? <laughs> well, first and foremost, it was a true gamer's game. I think you played, like, the little bear and you were just doing household chores. Like, am okay. I remembering it correctly? Iconic. Like The villain just, is like, monotony. <laughs> the villain, not getting your homework done in time. But... The Berenstein Bears one really took over the web when it happened. To be on the internet during that time was wild. I remember. It was all
1: over Twitter. Yeah. But this one was also weird to me because it seemed so obvious what this was, right? That like we all were kids when we read Berenstein Bears, mm-hmm. or in your case, played Berenstein Bears, right? And it's pronounced Berensteins. We probably never paid attention to how this long word was actually spelled as little kids, right? Like, why would we ever look at that? So of course we're gonna assume that it's spelled phonetically.
0: Honestly, maybe. And you know what, we were kids and we may have seen the cursive. Because the Baron Bears was always written in cursive. So the A could have been seen as an E in our little brains that weren't used to good point actually reading in it. However, I've never considered that even once. Because we just jumped parallel realities. <laughs> but soon after this, other examples of the Mandela effect began to occur. People started pointing out other things. They were like, if Baron Sane is, you know, the new Baron scene, what else have we missed? Well, one that I actually do have a little bit of experience with is Chick fil A. You guys probably know that I grew up in like the deep South and we had Chick fil A's on every single corner. Fun fact I grew up on a farm that supplied like 70% of the chicken for the Chick-fil-A's in the Georgian region of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> well, chicken farms smell disgusting, just in case anyone was curious. But you know what's also kind of gross is the fact that I remember Chick-fil-A being spelled C-H-I-K. Me too. Fillet. You do? Yes, Chick-fil-A
1: is actually one that gets me. I gasped when I saw this okay, in Okay, but our you notes. remember it, C-H-I-K. C-H-I-K, yes, there was never a C.
0: This is why I think that, like, the idea of the false memories is so interesting because people remember it spelled as chic, like C-H-I-C filet. And I don't remember that at all. Like, I remember when I no. looked at this Mandela effect, because I was like, it surely was always spelled chick with a K, no C. Mm-hmm. Filet. And people were like, no, it was spelled chick with a C. I was like, no,
1: no K. This is an interesting one, too, because I'm going to talk a little bit later about some of the reasons behind the Mandela Effect and false memories. But one very obvious reason that the Mandela Effect happens, I think, is that people are just, like, they don't really notice things. So Mm -hmm. they obviously, like Bernstein Bears, it's pronounced like Bernstein, so they assume it's an E. Like C-3PO, that's a big Mandela Effect example where he has a silver leg, but most people think he was all gold in the movies. Mm -hmm. He probably just didn't notice, right? It's probably not that, like, we switched realities. You just didn't notice he had a silver leg. But Chick-fil-A is weird because why would it not be spelled Chick? Like it is. It is spelled Chick, like the word. But everybody has a memory of it being spelled this weird, phonetically incorrect, obscure way. Like, why would that
0: be the case? That's bizarre. Another theory for the basis about the Mandela Effect is that they're collectively shared false memories. Basically, when a memory is recalled rather than remembered perfectly, memories can often be influenced. You know, you can... Literally, like, it's kind of crazy that sometimes humans can't trust our own brains to remember things correctly. We can be so easily influenced into believing something that is entirely untrue. And then the only way to explain it is that reality is the problem and not our yes. own little
1: noggins. There was a professor of psychology, his name's Jim Cohn, and he did what he called the lost in the mall procedure which is where he got his family members together and talked to them individually one by one and talked about a bunch of family memories he had with them. And one of the memories he talked about was the time his little brother got lost in the mall and he had completely made up this memory, but he put it in with all these other memories. And every single one of his family members was like, I remember that. And his little brother, who was never lost in the mall, even added a detail that he remembered of that story. And like during research, it was found that I think it was like 25% of people like completely just will not recognize just a lie or like a false memory. They'll just fully be like, yeah, sure. So I imagine Fiona, she was probably talking to people like, Nelson Mandela died, right? And without much information or knowledge, people were like, yeah. Yeah,
0: probably. (laughs) Like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he went to prison and he died, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like when someone's telling you, oh my gosh, this is like the people who lie pathologically on TikTok for fun. We've talked about this before. (laughs) They'll just like sit with their friends and be like, oh my gosh, Adele owns 47 chickens for spiritual reasons and they'll just get these people to believe them because they'll just say it so casually. Like humans love to just feel like they know something, to feel right, to feel like they're like, they already have this knowledge. If someone's telling you something like a fact, you'll typically just agree.
0: I mean, and our memories are just unreliable. Like that's kind of like what I've learned going into the Mandela Effect is like, and even what you just said, our little brains, our little noggins, we don't even mean to. I don't think 99% of the time, I just think that we're very easily influenced. So it makes sense that memory can be unreliable, even culturally to this degree.
1: But Loey, what if I told you the Mandela effect is real?
0: And I have proof. Up next, we're gonna go over some of the theories that might show that the Mandela effect could be true. And also together, figure out if I'm living out a Mandela moment right now with Eleanor. The best evidence that the Mandela Effect theory could be true revolves around, once again, the good old Berenstein Bears. In 2016, a Redditor named Diamond Ashtray made a post about the Mandela Effect to the Mandela Effect subreddit with the title, and I quote here, Holy shit found scene evidence while packing. And when this poster, like they posted the evidence, the scene Bears like book was spelled with an E and not an A. Now in this post, Diamond Ashtray shares pictures of this bizarre find and is like, look, I found proof that the Mandela Effect is real. Now she also writes, I'm currently packing for a move. My husband and I are heavily streamlining our VHS collection. I found my old scene Bears VHS and the official labels say both Stein and Stain Stain appears on the front label while Stein appears on the side I'm literally shaking I'm dead
1: (laughs) (laughs) How are people going to read our speech patterns in a hundred (laughs) years? It's going to be so hard to, like, parse out hyperbole, I feel like, once, like, our little colloquialisms are no longer relevant. Anyway, this post was obviously, it popped up on Reddit. So it was followed Mm -hmm. by thousands of people being like, this is obviously doctored. Here's your clout, but this is not real. It was image tested using software to see if the picture had been manipulated. I don't know if there was ever a conclusion on that. Later in the thread, somebody links an eBay posting of the tape, which also has the same spelling deviation. Oh, oh. And the next year, another Redditor shared photos of Baronstein Bears merchandise that her friend found in her grandma's attic. At first glance, the tags on the dolls check out. They had the A, so our Mandela A. But on the bottom of the same tag, it says Berenstein with an E-I. So this tag has both spellings. And I feel like nobody is addressing the fact that this is obviously just like a misprint. Like some of the merchandise had misprints on
0: it. Ever since I mentioned the thing about the cursive, I'm actually like Baron Scene was the one thing that tied me into the Mandela effect, and mm-hmm. now I'm just not sure. No. Because how easy is it? Okay, okay, okay. This is really random, but there's a billboard for Ninja up in LA, and haunts every single haunts me. Jump scare warning, Ninja. Every single time that I see it, I think it says Ninjoy because of the way that they wrote the A. Mm-hmm. It's like really blocky. It looks like an O and an I. So you're gonna tell me that in cursive. Baron Stain doesn't sometimes look like Baron Scene. You add a little yes. loop, and it's completely like unrecognizable. And we were kids. Companies also
1: like license out merchandise. Yeah, franchises do it all the time. So the fact that it's printed differently on the same tag that mm. doesn't lead me to believe like we're in a third dimension where Baron Stain is actually both. Like that doesn't make any sense. It just seems to be that it was probably spelled with an A, but phonetically sounded like an E, or people got confused by the cursive, so occasionally companies would just misprint it.
0: Yeah, my favorite thing to support, however, this Mandela Effect, to come back to my true believer role, since I guess I'm the only one on the episode today, happened this year on TikTok, when somebody posted a video of a Mandela Effect in action. This is interesting. In this video, a man is holding like a Berenstein, a stain Bears book, technically spelled with the A. And as he walks into another room in his house, you can literally watch as the title changes from Stain to Steen. Like you can watch as he enters another room and it goes from A-I-N to e i n.
1: I've also seen Joe Biden like shake his ass on the beach to Meg <laughs> Thee Stallion. Like I've seen so much fake shit on TikTok. Like everything can be doctored. I don't know. I'm just not convinced by like anything like that. Can you send me that video,
0: please? I, I ab- see if you I can find it. I absolutely will. Shit. The number
1: of Joe Biden fakes is actually really concerning. But like, listen. My point is, it's not that hard to make a video for TikTok where you, you know, do a little text doctoring.
0: Sure, but it was really rattling to everyone. I think I mentioned it in a video, how when he goes into the room, it changes, and then he comes out and it changes back.
1: People will bring up
0: spooky things,
1: Mm -hmm. and there will be, like, absolutely no reason that this is happening. Like, what, is his room a portal to the Berenstein dimension? Like, what does that mean?
0: Like, (laughs) what does it mean? So we were at Disneyland one day. It was you, me, like, me and Eleanor and our friend Grace. And we had driven separately from Grace. So we're getting out of our car and... This is pretty recent. This happened like a month ago. Yeah, this is very recent. Yeah, this was very, very, very bizarre. So we're getting out of my car. And I want to say that I had like turned my car over the night before because I had lost my debit card. Yes. And I had like ripped up, it wound up being under the floor mats in my car. Like I had ripped up everything and like done all this stuff. And so I wound up putting my debit card like in the little center console. We get out of my car to go into Disneyland and I'm like, oh, I forgot my debit card. I go back in, I get my debit card. I come back to you. I have my phone in my hand and you say, what is that? And I look down and in my hand is a photo strip of people that I don't know. No. At a wedding in 2018 with names I don't recognize. Just casually in your hand. Just and in like, my hand.
1: I know Loie and I know Loie Lane. So I know when you're being performative, this was genuine confusion from both of us. <laughs> I was like, what is in your hand? And you were like. I don't know. I don't know why this is in my hand.
0: I had never seen that photo strip. I don't know why I would have picked that. Let's say I had turned my car over the night before and I unearthed something from the previous owner and mm-hmm. it was just there. Why would I have grabbed it when going back in to get my debit card out? And then I put that in my wallet. Like, I wasn't carrying anything new from the car. I was just, mm-hmm. I just had my phone. So I look down. There's this photo strip. I've kept it. These people, I have no idea who they are. They're at a wedding of people I don't know. They're clearly, like, all bridesmaids, all in purple dresses. Mm-hmm. And that day, we kept kind of joking about it. Like, oh, we jumped timelines. Like, I have no idea how this got in my hand. But ever since then. Ever since then. Life has been very very different everything's been a little off
1: a little off you know what's so weird is that I think stuff like that happens to people all the time and we just totally write it off like there's weird shit that happens to me all the time and because I'm a logical person I'll just be like well we move (laughs) okay unacknowledged you know what I mean like you just kind of have to like keep going
0: that was just one of the weirder things we've experienced right right we could probably fill an entire podcast episode of just guess what happened to us this week and it's just bizarre thing after bizarre thing but that was one that i couldn't quite explain away you said you're skeptical if you had to say are you still a believer have i done my job listen i uh, oh my god like not two skeptics on the show. Oh my God, two um, believers <laughs> to two skeptics. Yes, fat
1: dub for your girl, Eleanor.
0: I say this is a double Taurus, a Taurus sun, Taurus moon. I think that there's like a degree of stubbornness with people. Much like we sat here and literally rationalized out why we both remember Chick-fil-A with mm-hmm. C-H-I-K. And I am still like, no, I remember seeing it on the <laughs> sign. And you know what? Like, honestly, people are... Okay, the Fruit of the Loom thing. I'm sorry, we didn't even talk about that example. But people remember Fruit of the Loom on tags with a cornucopia. And now everyone is like, and I remember it too. Now everyone's like, the cornucopia never existed. The cornucopia with the fruit never existed. But like, are you sure that we can document every single example of every single tag that ever existed? Like maybe my Chick-fil-A really
1: did say C-H-I-K. Yes, like maybe somebody had a Bernstein Bears book or VHS where it was printed with an E and that causes enough confusion for people to go haywire.
0: So I think that I'm kind of walking out of this like a bit. God, I'm somewhere in between the believer and the skeptic because it's like, I understand why this stuff happens. I understand that I have memories of things that do not exist the way that they exist in their marketing today. But I also understand that in the 90s and even the early 2000s, we were not taking photos of every single tag, of every Mm -hmm. single restaurant, of every single book. And like Pikachu, okay? Maybe some off-brand plush company or comic company or something. Maybe somebody published it with that black tail. Or maybe we're Mm -hmm. just filling in the blanks. I don't
1: know. I want to ask you about Nelson Mandela because you came into this episode believing you had a memory of learning that Nelson Mandela died in prison in school, like that was a memory you possessed, do you still believe that that's a true memory you have in your head? Do you believe Nelson Mandela died in a parallel universe and you heard about it or do you believe that your brain has filled in the gaps?
0: I believe that in my history class when I learned that Nelson Mandela went to prison and what he went to prison for and like learned that, I believe that I believed in the moment Mm -hmm. that he had died. Could this just be an example of Georgian education? (laughs) Also, you know What? It could. It could. <laughs> My history teacher, his name was Mr. Schmidt, the king, literally the king. Okay, I he was an icon. <laughs> okay, so we had, like, really big spiders in Georgia, and a brown recluse had bitten his foot, and his foot was, like, swollen for, like, half the year, right? And this is going somewhere, I swear— Somebody <laughs> in the middle of a lecture, somebody like came into the class and they were like, There are kids fighting down the hall. And Mr. Schmidt on his one good leg is hobbling down the hall. So I do believe that maybe, maybe mid lesson, something happened. <laughs> maybe there was a distraction. Maybe there was something. The maybe recluse somebody, got to it. The, recluse the got poison to me. finally yeah. invaded his brain. He <laughs> just for a split He's second. like Nelson Mandela died in prison. <laughs> Back to reality. Literally. There goes gravity. (laughs) Let us know. Do you guys believe in any one Mandela effect? Have we convinced you that it could be a false memory? Or is there one that you so fully believe that you can't break away from it? Let us know all over social media with hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we've loved diving into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, internet urban legends, for free, exclusively on Spotify.
1: Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week, or in this case, a dose of truth. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LowyBug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast
0: Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. I think it's worth noting that at the end of this episode, our producer was quietly looking at Mantella effects on his computer. (laughs) (laughs) Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from
1: Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kibben.
0: Research and script writing provided by Judd Bookout. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes. A.K.A. The Gruesome Twosome.